Jeweler Radio Plus presents Jeweler Innovations Unlocked. Today, some 50 million people are suffering from dementia around the world. Thailand alone has around 700,000, around 500,000 of which suffer from Alzheimer's. Without individual and social measures to slow or prevent dementia, the number of cases will increase. The fact that we are in an aging society, dementia, therefore, becomes more common. Researchers expect that the global figure could increase by threefold within 30 years from now. But what if we can foresee the future? Through a simple blood test and see 10 years from now whether or not we could be challenged with Alzheimer's. Today, Jula Innovations Unlocked visits Jula Lungan University's Faculty of Medicine to talk to the head of the Neurodegenerative Disease Biomarker Project, Dr. Pusanu Thanaporn Samsut, who found markers of Alzheimer's within our blood samples that can give patients a 10-year warning. This is so people can be prepared to slow down the development of dementia once they reach an old age. And since the location of our interview is located within an active lab, the machines are not allowed to be touched or stopped from working. We do apologize in advance for the loud ambience. Dr. Pusanu, welcome to Jula Innovations Unlocked. Thank you for your time. Before we start with asking about your innovative method in checking for dementia and Alzheimer's disease, first of all, what is the cause of this symptom or this disease? Okay, so, so first thing first, dementia is symptoms. It's basically symptoms. When um, an individual starts to age, some of them will uh, develop impairment in their daily function. Uh, they cannot take care of themselves mm -hmm. as they used to be. Okay. And if these impairments occur uh, slowly and progressively, okay. we call that dementia, regardless of the cause. In the end, we found that these individuals, after they have passed away, we examine their, bra their brain. We see uh, in like 60 or 80% of these, we see inclusions in their brains, mm -hmm. which is composed of these misfolded protein. These proteins have some function in the normal brain, but somehow they got misfolded and accumulate in the, in the brain as pathologies. And, and this is what we call Alzheimer's disease. I see. And it's the cause of having symptoms of dementia in 60 or 80 percent mm -hmm. of the patient. Now, how could a simple blood sample determine if an individual will be having dementia or Alzheimer's in the next 10 years? How did that come about? Uh, well, not entirely predict with certainty, mm -hmm. but we can predict very much the risk. You see, when, when a patient develops Alzheimer's disease, which is by definition is accumulation of these proteins, they are not symptomatic, which means they do, do not have any symptoms. Once the, sim once the disease started, there is no symptoms. However, the trajectory of these diseases, they, they do not stay the same on the standpoint of quantity. They, mm. they increased in quantity and they spread 
to the entire brain, right. eventually leading to dying mm. of brain cells. And with sufficient dying of brain cells, the symptoms started to develop. So, so, so we have this, this protein, this disease state for like 10 years or even more than 10 years before uh, the symptoms occurred. Mm. But, but only some of us will develop symptoms and eventually progressing to dementia, the state that you need assistance with okay. daily function. So, so what the blood test is testing mm. is just the, pres the presence of these, these proteins. Right. Some people, especially with a uh, healthy brain, we call with brain resilience, mm -hmm. they do not go on to de develop dementia despite having these diseases. Right. And the blood test is just detecting the disease. Okay. And yeah. what uh, type of substance or protein or what, what are we looking for in this yeah. blood test? What we look for in these blood tests is phospho-related tau or phospho-tau. Phospho-tau. Phospho-tau, yeah. It's one of the protein that accumulates in the brain. Mm -hmm. However, in the process of accumulating those proteins, the, the dying cell uh, secrete this protein into the cerebral spinal fluid mm -hmm. and eventually making their way to the blood. So, so, so if the brain accumulate these proteins, phospho tau will be secreted into the blood and mm -hmm. the level in the blood, the concentration of these proteins in the blood will be increased right. in the amount that those without these accumulating protein would not reach. I see. So how accurate is this process once we find these prosotals to a certain degree how accurate is the uh, pinpointing of that person will or will not have alzheimer's yeah so so conventionally you diagnose these disease after death mm. which means we have to examine the brain tissue the pathologist would have to cut your brain mm. and look it under a mi microscope right um and those procedures are not are not performed in Thailand. Okay. So 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 there's no way to get the the uh, ultimate the 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 reference diagnosis in Thailand. However, during the past like twenty years, there has been study showing that PET scan and cerebral spinal fluid mm. examination can very very accurately uh, uh, determine determine, mm. diagnose Alzheimer's, very high correlation color with uh, brain examination right. after death. So, so, so we, we sort of know in the field that PET scan and cerebral spinal fluid is like our gold standard. It's mm. like 100% okay. accurate or approaching 100%. Mm. Now, the blood test, uh, since, since the invention of the method to detect these small amounts of Phospho tau in the blood. These proteins. We mm -hmm. Yeah, we have tested the blood test of patient in Thailand. In the patient who come to see us, they may have memory problems or symptoms that might have suggested Alzheimer's disease. Mm -hmm. We tested them, and these and the blood test that we're currently using is on ninety percent accurate right. compared to the PET scan and and spinal fluid, which mm -hmm. which is considered very very accurate i see but this is a 10-year warning it's like a, a prediction of 10 years ahead right so i mean it, it's kind of like very useful when it comes to yeah that 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 is what i see in the future you mm. don't even need to have symptoms to 
to test for these diseases. And once you know that you have these diseases, have accumulation of these proteins in the brain, mm. uh, we can try to prevent it. Because yeah. for every brain disease, we know that there is substantial amount of brain cell loss before the symptoms ever develop. Okay. So, so if we wait until there is clear symptoms already, that could be too late. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that could be too late for right. any intervention. I see. So after taking the blood samples, where does it go? Does it go under a microscope or into a special kind of machine or mechanic? Okay. So, 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 so uh, there's a few methods to measure these very small quantity of protein in the blood. Mm -hmm. uh, we here use a machine called SUMOA, single molecule array, which, which is, is right this here. instrument right here. Okay. Uh, it's just very fancy biochemical mm -hmm. and uh, digital camera technology right. that allow quantification of this very small amount of protein. Uh, once, we, once we do a venipuncture, we get the blood and we have, to, we have to process it. We have to separate the blood cell away, right. have the, the liquid compo component of the blood. And usually we store them, we keep them frozen mm. at minus 80 degree until the time of analysis. Okay. And, uh, and we use this machine. We also is developing another method using mass spectrometry technology. Mm -hmm. uh, those are said to be more accurate than, right. the, than this Samoa machine, but we're right. in the process of refining the, right. the methods. So even though you already have these machines, have these technologies, it's pretty much the data that you have collected throughout these years that found the innovative method yeah, that we're talking yeah, about exactly. today. Right, exactly. okay. Now, now, how much would it cost if I were to ask you to take my blood sample and see if I have potential of becoming, having dementia? Okay, so, so uh, usually we, 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 we test in those who are at a higher risk. So, mm -hmm. so uh, usually we test in patients a bit older, like mm -hmm. 60, but okay, if, if you were to test it right now, uh, what were you asking, how much does it, mm -hmm. does it cost? Uh, right now, uh, because the essay the is, is it's quite expensive right now, uh, we, have to, uh, we have to charge a patient about 20,000 baht 20, for, one, for one sample right now, but, but we hope that it would be cheaper in the future. Right. Any chance we could develop this into like a personal test kit at home. So with the technology right now, mm. I would say very difficult, but, but who knows, because we always have new innovation mm. internationally. So, so in the future, a disruptive method may come along right. and, and, and allow such testing. And, and I'm very optimistic uh -huh. for that. Dr. Busano, you mentioned earlier before the camera started rolling that you've been collecting blood samples from patients uh, who came to King Duellum Guard Memorial Hospital, most of whom are Thai people. So can this method be used for people of different race and ethnicity? Well, for this method, uh, there has been many studies from all over the world, mm. well, usually, usually uh, Caucasian people in mm. Europe or North America. And uh, they, they, found, they found consistent results. So this method can be accurately used. However, the, the cutoff, the values, the reference value would uh, 
probably is different from right. what we're using. And, and I think right now at this stage of development of these assays, mm. we would still have to use uh, indi individualized. Uh, we would still have to use cutoff that is based on the laboratories okay. that, that we're doing. Our standard. Yeah, Our right. Standard. And uh, sometimes it's difficult to harmonize every test in every population. Mm -hmm. With the CSF test, they have tried to harmonize the CSF test. It's not very, not very sufficiently harmonized dis despite a lot of effort. Okay. So, so that's possible with blood too. So, okay. so it's, it's, up, it's ideal to have your own cutoff to mm. use. Yeah. Okay. Once an individual has Alzheimer's or dementia, it is incurable, true or false? We, we consider that to be quite true, true, but it also depends on the cause. Mm. So, so like, like I've mentioned earlier, uh, the dementia is just a symptom and, and it's a result of diseases. Mm -hmm. We know that if the cause is Alzheimer's disease, it's usually progressive. Right. There is a drug that uh, has been very recently approved in the US that can uh, directly pick out these proteins from your brains and mm -hmm. has shown to slow down the progression. Right. So we know that once our brain cell has, has been destroyed, we lost brain cell, the, 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 the death, we, we cannot return it back to normal. But, right. but seeing the historical trajectory of these disease, any drugs that would only stop the progression of of symptoms mm. that's sufficient to 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 receive a breakthrough approval or any kind of appreciation because it it can modify the trajectory right. like never seen before so so for alzheimer's disease uh we're getting very close mm -hmm. and there has been several approved drugs for doing that okay. already for other diseases uh maybe in five or ten years mm -hmm. those diseases are much less common than alzheimer's disease okay people yeah. with high blood pressure and diabetes will have a higher chance of experiencing alzheimer's disease or dementia true or false yeah that that is true that mm. is true and and uh interesting thing is that high blood pressure and diabetes they're treatable Mm. So this is a risk that is modifiable. Some people are born with uh, genetic okay. normalities. Uh, they're born with family history. Mm -hmm. uh, those are not, not modifiable. You cannot change your genes. Right. Those who are old, old age is also a risk of dementia. Mm. That's not modifiable too. Yeah. But hypertension or high blood pressure and diabetes, you can treat those diseases and reduce the risk of developing dementia. So, so by adjusting your behavior. Yeah. Right. So I guess my next question's answer would be a no, but is genetics the main driver of a person having dementia or Alzheimer's? Uh, it's not the main driver. Mm, it's, okay. it's, it's, it play a role. Mm -hmm. Those with family history, right. they are more likely to have dementia than those without, but, mm. but it's just, it's just, uh, not such a significant risk right. mm. in a very uh, very few people like 1% of, of those with dementia 
they have something called deterministic mutation, mm. which means that you can test for this mutation, and if you have it, you will develop dementia for almost 100% if you live long enough. But those are very right. small proportion mm -hmm. of people. And, and, it depends on the, and it depends on the cause too. We, you, you, you can tell how much, uh, how many percent of people have these deterministic mutation right. from the disease you're having. Mm -hmm. For example, if, if you have Alzheimer's disease, only 1% is caused by a single mutation right. and, the, and the remainder are just multi-factorial. Uh, uh, and not to mention people who will be hit with all these factors altogether. Of course. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and remember these diseases develop over a course of 10 or more years. So, mm -hmm. so there's, there's, there's never going to be one cause, right? Okay. It's accumulating these mm -hmm. pathologies, driving and pulling you away from these pathologies and, and interactions in between that eventually ultimately leads you to develop these disease and symptoms of dementia. Now, as a neurologist, an expert in this field, what would be your recommendation for individuals who want to live their lives so that they can be as far away as possible from experiencing dementia or Alzheimer's disease? Okay, so, so preventing dementia, it's, it's very similar to preventing other diseases, other heart diseases mm. or vascular diseases. Uh, first thing, I think the most important thing is exercise. Exercise. Yeah, exercise, physical exercise. Mm -hmm. uh, you jogging, you can do any forms of exercise. Uh, that really can help uh, reduce your risk of developing dementia. Uh, if you have hypertension, have diabetes or hyperlipidemia, uh, that is something that you can do also and and if you're like 40 mm -hmm. please get checked because those are without symptoms also right uh many other things if you have mood mood disorder like depression or anxiety those right. those can be treated as well and once treated uh the risk of dementia also uh -huh. reduce right the food you eat every day preferably you should eat things with lots of fiber like mm. fruits and vegetables right. uh, that can reduce the level of inflammation in, in your body and that affects the development of these disease also. All right. Now regarding your innovative way of predicting an individual of having dementia or Alzheimer's through these blood samples, so what is the next step of R&D? Well, I think I have to be more accurate First thing, I have to be more accurate. Mm. The assays have to be cheaper and more accessible. Mm. With the coming of drugs that can slow down the disease, I think the very important thing is inclusion. Inclusion, because if the test costs 200, no, 20,000, 20, mm. only, only a few people can, can access, can mm. afford this test. And, some of them may have a lot of Alzheimer's disease can, can be very treatable mm. and preventable. But, but if you cannot afford it, then, then you don't know. And right. you don't aware you're having these diseases incubating. Right. Right. So what accuracy rate are you looking for? 100? Uh, that's, that's most preferable, 100. Mm. But, but we know that, we know that even, even the very good tests like PET scan and CSF 
those are just like 95 so so 95 mm. is acceptable oh, that's eight for 95 yeah that's and the same aim for, for the cost to be like maybe 10 times cheaper exactly yeah. <laughs> right i think it's possible right and, and we, we need work to do yeah. all right so pretty much we have the know-how we have the technology we have the individual mm -hmm. who's working all this all we need is just somebody to help make sure that all this is accessible and everybody is included well, exactly. Exactly. Well, <laughs> wish you the best of luck on this mission. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Chula Innovations Unlocked is produced and presented by Super John Klinsawan. This program is brought to you by Chula Longhorn University.